This is Lon Winters with Graphic Elephants. This is Jimmy Lamp. This is Matt Masala with the RhinestoneWorld.com. And you're listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. And you are listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. Podcast. Hosted by... My name is Terry Combs RG. Regular Guy. And Aaron Montgomery. We're just regular guys having fun and uh, trying to, to make a living in this really cool and exciting industry. I think we all want to succeed 100% of the time to understand before I try and make myself understood. Bring a ton of great information. Coming to you live from somewhere dark, dirty, and dank. All right, well, welcome into the show. It is Friday, May 5th, 2023. I'm Terry Combs, and you can find me at terrycombs.com. And my name is Aaron Montgomery, and you can find me over at oursuccessgroup.com. So, Terry, today... Uh, First and foremost, wow, it's good to be back. <laughs> like to get the band back together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I heard good things. I have not had a chance to uh, catch your episode last week, but I heard, heard really good things. So uh, it was thank awesome. you guys for holding down the fort while I was over there at Sublimation Summit. But um, today, Terry, we've got a great show lined up for everybody. We've got uh, Lori joining us, uh, Lady MacGyver, and uh, she's going to be talking to us about keeping peace and profitability in your home-based business and just a whole lot more. This is going to be a, a wide-ranging conversation and um, cannot wait to uh, to talk to Lori. She's, she's awesome, somebody you want to get to know, and uh, I actually am excited to get to meet her face-to-face and live in person at the Start Here Academy coming up in June, Terry. So, uh, it's right yeah. around the corner. L- little little preview here for you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Yeah. So um, that's that's happening. Um, and then, uh, you know, news is happening. News is still happening. So uh, it, should we just dive right into that, Terry? You think we Let's should just, do. Let's do. Yeah. We uh, it's uh, it's time to get caught up with the industry. There we go. So let's uh, let's bring on Matt from Graphics Pro. And uh, I can't wait for what Matt's got to share with us. So, Eric, whenever you're ready, sir. Hi there, Aaron, Terry, regulators. Thank you very much for having me today. Uh, Happy Cinco de Mayo. I know that my countdown to margaritas has begun, so let's not dawdle and get right in it. Let's start out with uh, Charles River Apparel recently launched its newest give back program in collaboration with Meals on Wheels America pledging to donate a minimum of $25,000 by the end of 2023 to the nation's leading senior organization. Titled Quilting Communities Together, the the fundraiser donates 3% of net sales from the Franconia Collection to support Meals on Wheels America's mission of empowering local community programs to improve health and quality of life of the seniors they serve so that no one is left hungry or isolated. In other news, Avery Dennison has signed a definitive agreement to acquire Lion Brothers, a designer and manufacturer of apparel brand embellishments. Those of you who work with the graphic vinyls, adhesive films, or laminates are likely well aware of Avery Dennison's presence in the graphics industry. This deal is expected to close in the second quarter of 2023, at which time Lion Brothers will become part of the apparel solutions business within the solutions group of Avery Dennison. Vantage Apparel has announced that it has donated its 1% for the Planet Pledge from sales of the company's sustainable Earthwise collection to Clean Ocean Action, a nonprofit organization dedicated to protecting marine life and the ocean environment. According to Vantage Apparel, its 1% for the Planet Pledge is a commitment to reducing its environmental impact through sustainable practices and initiatives. And finally, be sure to join us at Graphics Graphics Pro Expo in Indian June. 
Located in the heart of downtown Indy, GPX Indianapolis launches with a full day of education, followed by two days of exhibits and classes. This year's Indy show will also feature the Start Here Academy, which is a great way to learn entry-level skills and business techniques to take your next step toward success. And unlike the last trade show I attended, we promise black coffee won't cost $10 on the show floor. Be sure to visit graphicspro-expo-com, sorry, graphics-pro-expo.com for details or ask Aaron since he will be there. Gentlemen, back to you. Oh my gosh. All right. Matt makes it so hard. I need to, I I keep forgetting. I got to turn off my mic because I'm giggling the whole time. Um, And he did not make reference to it, but did you guys see his name um, underneath there? His new name, he's renamed himself Matt GPT, all A, no I. (laughs) <laughs> uh, i did see that that was awesome yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i just love the fact that uh you know not only is he bringing us great news and and if, as far as you know really good information for us to learn and understand as an industry but uh certainly uh makes us have a lot of fun doing it so i, I love matt's sense of humor he and i are like on that same same level so i just sit and giggle the whole time <laughs> <laughs> all um, right well, Terry, let's say good morning to some of the regulators real quick uh, before we, we dive into our next section. Uh, we've got Chuck uh, joining us early this morning and uh, Rena says good morning, Aaron and Terry. Wow. Can't even say my own name. <laughs> I'm off one week and I've just lost it. But uh, <laughs> all right. We've got Barb here in a minute. That's right. That's right. We got Barb checking in from North Central Minnesota and Jerry. Hello. Uh, good morning to Betty. Thank you for tuning in. I got to meet Betty in person out there at the Sublimation Summit. It was awesome to hang out with her and Rena and, and Lauren and everybody else that uh, got to hang out with. So um, excellent. Thank you guys for tuning in. And look, it's two of my favorite guys. So I, I made the list. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Kim Johnson. How are you? Uh, all right, Terry. Well, um, speaking of fun, uh, we, we, we need a dad joke. Uh, I, I was, uh, I got this dad joke from, uh, from a friend that I got to meet out there at sublimation summit, but, uh, I, I think you will share this much better than I could. So, uh, you, you want to bring us this dad joke? I, I will. I will. Uh, Aaron or Eric, by the way, this isn't the dad joke that I was telling you last week about. So hold up. Hold on for that for next week. So oh, this had to... <laughs> should I buckle in? All right. <laughs> go, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, this de... <laughs> pardon me. This dad joke is from uh, Talena uh, Panzenhagen. Good job. Yes? Wow. Good job. I think so. I feel yeah. good about it. Yeah. All right. Here's uh, here's Talena's joke. Joke. Uh, do you know how bees fly in the rain? No, I don't, Terry. How do bees fly in the rain? They wear their yellow jackets. <laughs> <laughs> all right todd let's hear it man all right <laughs> before we uh, jump in further uh, we want to thank everybody for checking out the two regular guys podcast we are always looking for new guests so if you or anyone you know would like to uh, to join us go to calendly.com slash two the number two regular guys with uh, all your show ideas and if you're listening to the podcast version of the show we would appreciate you sharing the two regular guys podcast with all your industry friends so they can become regulators too and we would appreciate you giving us a review on apple podcast spotify iHeartRadio, stitcher amazon podcast 
wherever you do your podcast listening. It's very, very helpful uh, to Aaron and myself and Eric. If uh, if you guys go out there and give us uh, some uh, some reviews, and if you're watching us live right now, please join in with your comments and your questions. Absolutely, and looking forward to uh, having a group conversation with Lori here coming up. And uh, in fact, uh, Emma says looking forward to hearing from Lori, as are we, Emma. So we will not. Uh, delay much longer here but i want to just say good morning i also got uh, amanda just in time for the dad jokes amanda is a a big fan of the dad jokes in fact i think she's even given us some in the past so amanda if you've got more send them our way um jan good morning to you and uh, michelle good morning to you who else i saw oh and uh terry todd did not disappoint so uh he says i'm going to be buzzing all day from that one so, all right <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah and then he said uh, i was going to make a honey joke but i thought it would be weird calling you honey so <laughs> okay well all right well thank you guys so much for tuning in let's actually get to Lori here so um we're just gonna without further ado terry i think is the best way to go does that sound good to you Let's jump in. Let's All jump right. in. Well, we want to welcome in Lori. Uh, in the past, we might have uh, shared a full bio to kind of bring our guests in and realize that's not just who the, who the two regular guys are, right? We, we like a good conversation. So instead, Lori, to start us off, welcome in. Who the heck is Lori? Tell us about you. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Good morning. all you regulators out there, Aaron, Terry, and everyone in your crew. I'm Lori Champagne. I... I'm an engraver. I engrave things that other shops won't touch, generally speaking. Nice. I've had a lot of weird things in my past that I've, well, oh, that's not good sounding. I have <laughs> had a lot of professions in my life, maybe not either, but um, I used to build Muppets for Jim Henson when he was still alive. I was a purser on a cruise ship. I run a nonprofit. I've scooped ice cream. I've just had, a wonderful assortment of careers through my life, but I've been doing this now for about, oh my goodness, 28 years or so. Okay. All right. Awesome. And and I love all the, the background there. You've got it. You, you've got it all. You, the, the lady MacGyver. You, <laughs> <laughs> learn more. <laughs> all right. Well, Lori, sounds like you've done a lot of creative things in your, in your past. Can you, uh, share with uh, the regulators any unique creative strategies that you've de developed along the way? Well, the first rule is there's no rules. I tell my customers, come up with what your dream vision is. Don't worry if it's feasible or not. If you want a sign that floats in the middle of the air, then that's what your dream is and we will work to make that happen. Yeah. Start with whatever your imagination comes up with. And then we will pare it down and try to figure out how we're going to do it and how we're going to achieve it. Don't, don't go by price. Don't go by materials. Just go by what's, what's your gut telling you at that moment and yeah. just start from there. Yeah. And don't be afar, afraid to change it as it goes along because it will evolve. That's the way projects go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that's so powerful. You know, when, when you're creative, again, a lot of times the, reasons why not get in the way and and you just gave us all permission to go nope we don't need to worry about that that's uh because as humans we're really good at that we can find every reason why things won't work but i think the true uh creative process is to find the reasons why it will work it, it, do you find that in in your experience 
absolutely. I used to do improv and the whole the whole theory behind improv is yes and and that's how you should create things. And a glass of wine doesn't hurt at all either. <laughs> but yes and what else can we do to make this thing cool? <laughs> wow. Cool. Very cool. <laughs> that's such a good thing. Uh, in fact, uh, Jerry Dykes has so much to unpack there. Yeah, really, really good stuff. Um, you know, Aaron, when uh, when you were sales manager at US Screen and I came in as a new sales guy, I think I said that to you. But Aaron, there are no rules. <laughs> I, I do recall that. And I remember going, oh, my gosh, this is going to be long. No. Uh, <laughs> the fact that I got to, quote, unquote, be Terry's boss, that was uh, took some creativity. We'll we'll leave it at that. <laughs> I, don't play, I don't play well with others. I... <laughs> yeah, no, it was fun. Um, uh, Todd did say, uh, great. Now I want uh, Muppets of Terry, Aaron and Eric. So uh, we, we may be in that process here. Uh, <laughs> It'll be like a crossover episode. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. And and Betty uh, joined in saying, uh, yeah, wine never hurts the creative process. So mm -hmm. um, totally, totally, totally true. Okay. Well, um, Lori, so you and I get to be a part of Start Here Academy together. There's a wonderful bio on, on the webpage for you there. And, and one of the notes in there is that uh, you were featured on the front page of the Wall Street Journal in an article for excellence and creativity. And uh, it's obviously a very incredible achievement. So congratulations to you there. Um, you. I guess, you know, to me, that almost feels like you've reached the pinnacle, right? <laughs> In a little bit of a way. So how do you continue to kind of foster that creativity, that innovation in, in every day, you know, going forward? How do you continue that process forward? Well, it's not one mountain that you climb. It's a mountain range and you get to explore the different peaks as you go along. It's creativity comes in every little thing that you can do. Please stay away from Comic Sans. Please stay away from Arial as fonts and just come up with fonts that make okay. things. <laughs> oh no, change it. Oh, I got to write that down. Hold on. <laughs> but you want He's to. He's writing it down in Arial. So. <laughs> So long as it's not Comic Sans, we're good. But I, I actually did pull that the other day for something because it just screamed out for it. But creativity is just something that happens every day, no matter what it is. And it's up to us as the personalization specialists, as I like to refer to our whole grouping of people, yeah. to give that to our customers. Our customers will come in and they will only want a straight block font on things. But if you show them something more beautiful, then they'll go, oh yeah, that will work. And that holds true whether it's just a little tiny sign that you put on something or a giant eight foot piece of wood that they're putting across a mantle. It's just, you just talk with the individual. I had probably about a 45 minute conversation yesterday with someone just about a bench, a sign that she wants on a bench because she's just getting started. She doesn't have the bench. Maybe it's gonna be a rock. Maybe it's this, maybe it's that. So I gave her all sorts of different ideas. And like I said earlier, I said, don't worry about price. She gave me her budget. Her budget was fine. <laughs> so I said, don't worry about price. Go with what your heart tells you. Yeah, you know? yeah. that's so impactful. I because you you kind of brought in that uh, that label of uh, personalized right a personalized community here, 
but I think sometimes we forget that that doesn't just mean the thing that we're making that that thing's personalized. It's also the service. It's also how you uniquely um, work with each individual client for their unique individual needs. Does that bring a lot of creativity your way? Indeed it does. And it's okay to tell your customer, maybe that's not the best idea. It's okay if they come in with a really bad idea and you know it's going to be bad to let them know, hey, this just isn't going to work real well for you. What would happen if we did this and we did that and we just tweaked a little bit to make it a little better? I used to always send out, I've been in the business, like I said, for about 28 years. And early on, I would always send people three layouts. I would send them a really plain, boring one. I would send them something kind of medium-ish and still nice, but still kind of sedate. And then I'd send them something joyful. And inevitably, people would go, well, I really love the joyful one, but I don't want to offend anyone. So I'm going to go with the boring one just because everyone will be okay with that. And it took me a few years, but I finally learned, don't send the boring one <laughs> send the creative and yes i do get stuck in a rut with some fonts you know that these are my favorite fonts i'm currently gabriola is one of my favorite and black chancery is my new one that i just love using on things because it's not quite a script it's not quite a block and but it's it's got a lot of life to it but it's legible but the creativity just comes in talking with the person you can't just have them come in and just go, I want this, this, and this, and then they go away. You have to talk with them a little bit and go, well, what is this for? Who are you giving it to? Is it um, an older person or a younger person? If it's a younger person, and I hate to say this, but it's true, you can't use a connecting script font because they can't read it anymore. <laughs> you know, you, you have to be aware of who your audience is and what is it going for. Yeah. Even if you're doing an urn, I do a lot of urns around here, but I try to keep a font that will be nice in a layout that, you know, will be beautiful for them to look at. Yeah. Wow. Wow. You know, is, uh, is Comic Sans retro now, though, that people want to go back to it? Because I'm thinking Not my urn. Yet. I think I'd like that Comic Sans. Carrie's <laughs> urn's going to have Comic Sans on it. I can see it now. Just for you, I'll do that. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lori, um, in your, uh, excuse me, in your Start Here Academy bio, it, it talks about you making that uh, transition from a successful retail shop in California to a home-based studio in Michigan. So what what were the unique challenges uh, that, that were created from going from retail to home-based business? Yeah. Not to and mention, Lori, we're going to take a left turn without even signaling. So that, that's the way the two regular guys go. So <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I can deal. I can deal. Okay. <laughs> All right. So not only did I have to deal with that, but I had to go from two seasons, t-shirt and sweatshirt to, oh my God, four seasons. So there were a lot of changes. Um, absolutely. The best decision I could have possibly made was going to a home-based uh, studio here. I am very fortunate. My husband has, we are living on seven acres of land here. So I have a completely separate building from the house, nice. which is fantastic. Okay. Yeah. And it is mine. It is decorated as I want it to be. And everything in here, I have placed in a particular position. Um, as per going from what I had to here, 
when I moved, I packed up my six foot by six foot by eight foot crate with whatever would fit in it. And that was pretty much all my personal stuff and moved. I did not bring any machinery. I did not bring anything. I thought when I came here, I was gonna be boring and live a boring life and do only nameplates and name tags because they were simple. And that's just not what happened. <laughs> and then on day two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But it was wonderful to come to a home base type situation because when I had my shop in the San Diego area, it was a storefront. I even had the little neon light that you turned on and off to say open and close. Nice. It was a real store with real neighbors and real parking lot. And that meant I had to have real hours. And if I wanted to go on vacation, I had to go, oh, I'm shutting down the shop or I'm, oh gosh, I'm leaving the employees in charge. Or I had to do something you know, of that nature. Now that I'm home-based, I have a lot of regular customers and I send out a monthly email, which I finally just got out this morning. And I let them know what my vacation days are gonna be that uh, month. And I can set my own hours, I work only by appointment here, which is fantastic. And one of my favorite things that I have put into our property is I put a driveway bell. I don't know what this thing would be called, but if someone comes into our driveway, it trips the ringer yeah. and, oh, I didn't even turn it off before we started. So it could possibly go off, but that tells me somebody has come onto property, which is huge because I yeah. don't have a window facing forward. Uh, oh, absolutely wow. one of the best things I ever did around here. Isn't one of those little ding, 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 like when you walk in the general store? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's close and I wish I had that sound. It's actually uh, something like the Lone Ranger or something like that. And then it was so good here, we decided to put one down by the lake. So now every time the deer go by at the lake, it rings as well. So oh, that's cool. not, not as useful, but different sounds. So I know yeah, where it's coming yeah. from. Yeah, yeah, but awesome. Oh, that's, that's that's so cool. So, um, yeah, great nuggets already coming out and we're getting some uh, people kind of sharing things that they've taken away so far here. Jerry says, oh, my gosh, I'd not thought about younger folks not being able to read script. Um, yep. it, we actually had a conversation. Uh, how, wait, let me interrupt there. It always, how are these people ever going to sign for a mortgage? I mean, they don't know how to sign their name in cursive. <laughs> when when my grand great grandfather came over from the old country, he signed with a letter X. And that ah, was that's it. what they'll do too. Yes, <laughs> there will be thousands of letter Gen X's all X. over the place. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, they, they're usually good enough. They can figure out how to do their own signature. Or they just print it. I mean, no one ever said that a signature had to be cursive. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. My handwriting was always so terrible. And so cursive was never. So yeah, even me today, I was having this conversation with my wife and my 11 year old last night, actually going, if it has the letters of my name in it, I could probably do it. But beyond that, I don't really do it. I don't use it anymore. So you, you, anyhow, that's really interesting. Um, and then Todd uh, mentioned, I love adding hours to the newsletter. That That's uh, certainly a, a perk that's of a really the good business. But making sure that people are are aware of that and and then they're good with it and if not yep. they're not your customer <laughs> yeah. yeah and that's not a bad thing necessarily there are some customers that you need to fire every so often if yeah. they're causing you more grief than money they are bringing in 
you don't need it. It's okay. You That's just don't. Go that. All right. And then Emma's on her way, Laurie. So just so you know, so the, the ringer will go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Emma, don't even get into me with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, does anybody go this buy kind of it path? back up and go buy it back up just to make you <laughs> crazy? Because that's something I would do. It absolutely <laughs> that's why I can never put that in my house. Terry would be here all the time, just going back and forth. Yeah. Um, all right. So, Lori, I, I, I do want to continue on this path of talking about the home-based business. What What are some common misconceptions that maybe you've heard or myths about running a, a successful home-based business that you've heard out there that maybe you can dispel for us? Okay. Well, the first one that came that comes to mind is you're not a real business. You're not a real shop. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. You are a real business, whether you're at home or you're in an office building or wherever you are. If you are producing things and you are making money, that qualifies as a business. Yes. So that's out. Amen. Uh, another thing is if keeping peace in the house, you can keep peace and still have your business located in your house. One of the guys who I do business with, I, I do a lot of business with other engraving shops. If they can't, if they don't want to touch something, it usually ends up over here. And that's how I end up engraving coconuts and weird things like that. But he's been running a business out of his basement, I would guess at least 20, 30 years. And he still has a regular job, but just runs this. And this weekend, I think he's shut in for the whole weekend because he's doing something like 500 plaques for a car show or something wow. like that. Wow. That's a real business. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Th that doesn't qualify. Um, other things, I guess. I don't know. What kinds of myths have you guys heard? Because I, I don't I hear it. myths because I just don't listen to that. <laughs> I think that uh, I think that's a lot of internal of uh, entrepreneurs where, you know, they think, well, I'm working for home. What, I, what I'm doing doesn't have value, that sort of uh -huh. thing. But I will say on the flip side of that, I think that COVID made it much more acceptable to not only the entrepreneur, but the customer to be home-based because I, I, I couldn't tell you how many people who've said to me, you know, we had to shut down the brick and mortar pre-COVID. Mm -hmm. I'm not going back. I'm, I, you know, I'm staying right where I am. I, I like working from my shop, you know, out here on the, on the property. I like working from the shop I built in my garage. So uh, mm -hmm. <clears throat> I think that, I think part of that went away just because of COVID. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And when I, whenever I teach a class uh, with GPX or with uh, uh, words and personalization, I always start by just surveying the audience. And it is just astounding how many people are working out of their home. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to graduate to a real business. No, no. You're fine right. if you just stay where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, and I tell, uh, I tell my students also when I teach screen printing class, you know, your customers don't care if you work in your basement, but they want you to present yourself as a professional. There's that, that's two different things. You know, D don't act like you work in a basement, <laughs> act like you're a professional. They don't care where that happens. Yeah. Yeah. And even more so if the quality of your work is good, they don't care if it comes out of a cave. <laughs> if it's if it's on time and it looks right and it looks good, yeah, that's all they care about. Yeah. What what I heard there was do good work, deliver on time, Aaron. Is yeah. that what you heard? 
Yeah, <laughs> Terrence's favorite. Uh, with, yeah, and, and honestly, Lori, you you uh, to me uncovered the number one myth, and, and we 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 do hear that all the time. Oh, if you're not if you're not you know trying to like you said graduate baloney, you, you, <laughs> your business can be exactly what you want it to be wherever you want it to be, and and like you mentioned, you, your customers don't care if it's a cave under a bridge as long as you're providing good quality products. Um, so yep. that's, that's fantastic. Well, let's, let's dive into some of the comments from the regulators here, because okay. I think, you know, these are maybe some, some myths or, or things that, uh, that we can cover. So Andy says, um, I've had people say they won't pay X amount because I work out of my house, right? Kind of extremely frustrating, right? It's like, how, how would you handle something like that? Well, if they're shopping around, they're probably looking for the lowest cost anyways. Potentially, they're just flat out lying to you so that they can get a lower price. Not worth your time. Yeah. Totally yeah. not worth your time. And I, there's been another weird thing with coming into a home-based business versus out there, or maybe it's a California versus Michigan thing. I get tipped all the time. It is just the darndest thing. You know, That's we awesome. agree upon a price with someone, they go out. You know, they come back whenever they come back and it's done and they tip me. That's awesome. I'm like, <laughs> how does that happen? That's and I'll, I'll come back to that later on because I think you might have a question later on. <laughs> okay. Regarding. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely want to talk about yeah. that because I, I find it interesting too. Yeah. Right. Because the other thing I think happens is, you know, we might feel like we're less because of this whole myth of I've got to have a storefront to be a real business. And therefore we show up kind of sharing that, you know, maybe our stuff's not worth as much as somebody else's. So if we were to flip that script and talk about, you know, the value when, when price becomes the lowest common denominator of what the value is of working with you, then you've, you've got to change your message. I, I would say. So what, what's your take on that, Lori? Uh, most certainly you, you, if you are going right back to it, if you are putting out that quality work and it is on time, your pricing should be quite com uh, commensurate with other shops that have to pay rent and have for whatever reason decided they want to pay an additional rent. Yeah. No, yeah. it's your, your work is worth just the same. It's no difference. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Terry, we've got a couple of other questions from the regulators, but I kind of highlighted those. So um, I know we've got a couple other things we want to get to with Lori. And then uh, if we have some time, we'll come back to that. Does that sound like a good plan? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, so, I'll let you uh, take the next turn for us then, Terry. Okay, very good. <laughs> so <clears throat> we, um, uh, we know you like giving back to the community. It's a big part of who you are. Talk to us a little bit about that part uh, of your business concept and, and what drives that for you. Okay, so my main philanthropy here is youth and education. Anything that has to do, someone comes in and they're doing something education related with kids, they get a wonderful price on things because we've got to encourage the kids to you know, be smarter and to do stuff like that. Sports, not so much. Um, I'm, there are plenty of people who will donate to, towards sports. But to go back to the uh, tipping, my rule around here is if you tip me more than $5, I will double that and donate it to your favorite non-political charity. 
And this has been wonderful because it's increased my charitable giving. I think last year I probably gave out about $5,000 worth to various charities around and charities I never would have. Someone suggested locks for love, which is, you know, you cut your hair, you give them your hair and they uh -huh. make a wig for someone with cancer. Right. And I've cut off my hair and see it's short now. Um, Me too. <laughs> and <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> and um, I never thought of giving to them monetarily. So yeah. that was fantastic. And people, people like to know that you are giving back to the community. And that's fantastic. And usually, quite frankly, if they tip me, you know, five or 10 bucks, I'll usually bring it up to 25 or 50 bucks just because, you know, yeah. it's just easier to donate a nicer sum. But it's, I help out. If you come and you ask me for something, and hopefully this isn't being, being played too much in the Metro Detroit area, <laughs> I will usually donate whether it's an item for a raffle or an auction or whatever it may be for. But giving back to the community comes back to you in the long run. And it might not necessarily come back in customers, but I'm a firm believer in karma. Yeah. And it does come back around. I have always found that the more that I give, the more money that i make that's awesome that's one awesome. of those universal things i don't yep. know yep 100 i i actually had a, a mentor of mine one time i was he was offering to do something for me and i was trying to figure out how i could quote unquote pay him for it and he just bluntly said to me aaron you can't outgive the universe and i was like oh <laughs> that's okay yep i get it <laughs> i get that I had a customer who really helped me get through the downturn in 2008 because it was a regular huge order that took me hours each night. But I asked him, you know, as as the downturn was slowing down or speed, whatever direction it would go, I said, what do you support so I can support it as well? And he was a part of Rotary and would go down with Smile Train and their organization was actually Thousand Smiles and they'd go down to Ensenada, Mexico four times a year and offer free dental care and operate on kids with cleft palates. So I became a part of the organization and I would go down four times a year and help out, you know, Lord knows I am not a dentist and don't ever know, <laughs> but <laughs> helping out with the management and the running of it and just making sure things are running smoothly, it worked out great. And I was able to give back to him by helping what he believed in. Awesome. That's, that's wow. <laughs> Thank you, Lori, for sharing all that. And hopefully uh, <laughs> regulators out there did it right. There's a um, yeah, certain level to that. So, um, well, let's, let's hit one of these questions from the regulars real quick, Terry. And then uh, sure. I know we've got a couple more questions for Lori too, before we let her out of here. And then this has already been like just full of gold nuggets. So uh, let's keep that roll. Um, let's, let's go to Rena here. Uh, so you were talking a little bit earlier about, you know, it's okay to let go of some customers from time to time. And she says that the power of firing your customers, teach me the way. <laughs> What's your strategy? All right. All right. <laughs> um, I have one particular customer that, okay, I can't let her go. I have known her since I was a small child. She is a pain in the butt. There's another shop that she was working with and they decided they did not want her anymore. So every time she calls, they go, oh, we don't do that anymore. We don't do, no, we don't make signs. No, I don't make name tags. And I'm like, no, 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 you can't, you can't quite do it that way. Um, <laughs> I love it. 
it, it's a tough thing and it's really just sort of on a case-by-case -case basis and sometimes you just got to be straight and just go i just don't think i am able to provide you the kind of service that you deserve you know you can block their phone calls too <laughs> you don't even <laughs> have to deal with them but it, it, it's a tough thing it, it really is because you don't want to put out bad product because most of what we make and i assume you guys too with apparel your customer is not the end user your customer is then going to distribute it among other people so it's you know you don't want to ruin something that's actually going to somebody else and you certainly don't want to ruin anything anyways it's just bad juju but it's you know you can be a little bit slower on getting things done you can recommend, hey, I know someone else who does this really well, but make sure it's not a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, there's just, it's tough to fire a customer because they've probably gone through a lot of other shops and they don't want to keep looking, you know. Yeah. Yep. It, it's tough. It's a case sure. by case. I'm sorry that there's not instructions for how to not on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like you said, I know I've uh, referred a uh, lot of people to uh, competitors that maybe weren't my favorite. <laughs> uh, put, put that in your lap for a little bit. <laughs> awesome. All right. Um, and this doesn't necessarily relate, but uh, Jan had a comment a little earlier that I wanted to uh, to share when we were talking about the creative, creative, you know, kind of the good, better, best that you had mentioned. Um, she said, love this. One of my sales secrets is always included engaging the client in the creative process. Good, better, best. Um, good thing to be known as a creative person sometimes is what Jan had, had said a little earlier there. Um, so, yeah, I, I think your your point about, again, we're changing lanes without signaling. So <laughs> um, what else is in there that uh, we want to share? Or, or I guess, Terry, you've got another question. Why don't we go there next? I, I, every time I hear good, better, best, I would think of Sears. And so that, that will go away at some point in time. People will say, I don't know what you're referring to, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, well, let's go back to uh, the, your bio again at Start Here Academy. You, you mentioned that you're uh, a longtime member of Toastmasters. So how do you use those skills, that experience uh, in, in your current position, your current entrepreneurial uh, endeavors? All right. Toastmasters and doing improv, two sides of the same skill, learning how to speak publicly, learning how to formulate your answers and trying your best to speak without ahs and ums. Toastmasters has been fantastic for me. I've served in leadership positions in it, as well as just being a member. It's, it's oh, for those of you who don't know, Toastmasters oh, yeah. is a speech, is an organization, it's worldwide, and it teaches you leadership skills and speaking skills. Uh, they are currently shifting gears a little bit. When I first joined more than 20 years ago, it was a little bit more about storytelling, which is the thing that I enjoy most. And now they're going more so toward the business and leadership styles and so forth. But it's still a good organization to be a part of if you find yourself stumbling over words and going, ah, um, um, yeah, yeah, or as they call it in French, I think, l'esprit d'escalier, the spirit of the staircase. It means like 
you had a conversation, you're headed downstairs, you're leaving the building, and then it comes to you what you should have said. So it helps you out a lot with that. Improv adds on to that and feeds the creativity. So with improv, you're not real in improv like improv comedy and most people can find an improv group in their local towns and that's not so much about oz and ums as it is about just thinking outside the box and the more you do the verbal improv the more you can do the creative improv with what you are creating for your customers as well wow that's awesome that's awesome. Now I needed to go sign up for Toastmasters and the uh, improv club and get rid of all the ums and us. <laughs> but, but no, with Toastmasters, every group is different. Sure. And some groups are very business oriented and everyone's going to show up in their jackets and ties and looking all together and everything. And some groups are more laid back and more relaxed. And so if you are interested in something like Toastmasters, go to different groups and you'll find one that works for you. Awesome. Awesome. Look at that, you guys. Great information there. Um, okay. So I want to ask you, Lori, another question we got from one of the regulators here, Jerry. Um, and this is going back to talking about, you know, having a home-based business. She asks, how do you keep your time separate, the work versus life, the, the elusive work-life balance? <laughs> <laughs> there is no balance. <laughs> yeah, that's um, the myth, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and that is true. I mean, when your commute to work is walking down the driveway, it, it really makes it tough. My husband has a busy work life as well, and we have a lot of respect for one another as it regards that. There is never, ever between either one of us a complaint of, oh, you're spending too much time at work, because we understand we wouldn't be doing that if we didn't feel we had to. Yeah. I do take a lot of vacations. I, I am very blessed in that. We just came back from Antarctica, which, see it before it melts. Uh, it, was, it was a marvelous, marvelous place. We're doing Galapagos next year. I'm heading to San Diego in, what is that, five days? I'm looking at the calendar here. In about five days. I, I do leave town a lot, and that's good. And I don't turn off the phone. I still answer my phone while I'm gone. But when your business is home-based, it really does become a large part of everything you are. But on the other hand, it also makes it easy to just run down to the office, you know, at seven o'clock, put in like a half an hour, an hour of work and go back. And it makes it easier for you to leave during the day to do other things. Yeah. I bowl during the day. Uh, not every day, I wish, but I bowl once a week in a league. And so I close the door, I walk out and I bowl, I come back and I work. You know, it just... It's so much easier to juggle having a home-based business as opposed to having a storefront because yeah. you can you can manipulate the time. But yeah, it, it does creep in everywhere. And I know a lot of people turn off their phones and I just don't. Yeah, I just, fun. you know, I answer stupid questions and I wonder why people are up at 11 o'clock thinking about what they want to engrave on their Yetis. But it's what people do. Yeah, and exactly. if I need at night, I can turn off the phone if I want to. Sure. So sure. I love that too, because I, I do think that is a, a definitely a big myth is that there is this, you know, holy grail of, uh, of balance that we have to have. And so you're going to work eight hours, you're going to, you know, sleep eight hours. You're going to, 
and it's never like that. It, it's balance, meaning are you fulfilled in all areas? And sometimes that means you're going to have to put in a little bit more time at work. You're going to have to answer the, the phone in the middle of the night uh, to talk about an engraving question from somebody at 11. But at the same time, like you said, you also then have that balance to come back. And I want to go bowling during the middle of the day. Guess what? As a home-based business, I get to do that. So that that's pretty cool. Well, and I think also that, that part of the balance situation too is, is that person that has that nine to five and I'm just trying to get through the week and they're looking for balance because I, I don't want to be over here anymore. I think it's a lot different for an entrepreneur because you're an entrepreneur because you're doing what you love to do. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. It, and the other thing I found is if I want to do something, if my husband and I want to do something together, it's got to hit the calendar. If we just go, oh, yeah, we should go out to the uh, apple orchard and go apple picking. That's just not going to happen. But if you throw it on the calendar a month or two in advance, it's on. Oh, yeah. Yep. Exactly. Mm -hmm. phone, phone. Yep. <laughs> so it will get done and you will do it. You have enough time to do everything. And I know you don't have enough time to do everything, but guess what? You have enough time. Yeah. You just got to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that that's so cool because that always leads me into this. Everybody thinks we have a time management problem, but the reality is we all have the same 24 hours. So what we actually have is a priority management problem. Yeah. And so that's utilizing right. your calendar to put the priorities on there is a, such a great tool. I love that. Yep. Yep. Awesome. All right. Well, <laughs> as Jerry said, great information today. Thank you so much. We still got a little bit more front for, for you before we let you go though. Um, so, I, we were lucky enough to get connected through Start Here Academy. And uh, so thank you so much for joining us here today to add even more to our community. Um, with that being about a month away, what, what's, what's something that uh, you're looking forward to most about uh, that event coming up? Uh, what is it? June 14th, I believe. Yeah. Getting done with my presentation, <laughs> like writing it. <laughs> I, I have my notes. June 14th. <laughs> yes. That's <laughs> going to be part of heading out to California. I'll work on it there. But I, I just love going out and seeing what's new in the industry, talking yeah. with people, hearing what different people do. My favorite part of teaching classes when I, when I do is getting there about a half an hour before my class starts and just talking with the people in the audience, finding out what they do. As people come into my classes, although this will be different because we're doing it as a presentation you know, in mm -hmm. the evening. But yeah. when I teach my classes, as people come into the room, uh, I introduce myself to them. You know, and at the beginning of uh, my talks, usually, I will have everyone go around the room, unless there's like 200 people, and introduce themselves who you are, where you're from, and what do you specialize in? And that gives me an idea of what I'm going to talk about and who, who I'm going to aim things at and pull people and pull comments from the audience and see if it gels. Because the yeah. great and the difficult thing about GPX is you have people like you guys who do more apparel. Yep. You have people who do sublimation, you have people who do engraving, you have people who do wraps, you have people who do all sorts of different things. Yeah. So you need to make your comments fit a more universal theme as opposed to specific things about engraving. But even the specific things, you know, can help out with other, uh, with other shops, other types of shops. Like I talk a lot about how to organize your shop. And I know it looks kind of scattered back there and stuff, but you know, there's labels on things and nice. I have a good idea of where everything is. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's incredible. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about that. Now, for whatever reason, they've uh, said that they're going to give me a microphone and, and and I get to stand up there and, and talk to all these people. So if you have questions that you want to know before, just let me know, because that's a great uh, way to <laughs> great way to kind of get people involved. I don't think we're going to be able to get everybody to share uh, around the room. So the last part here, Academy, there was about 450 people in the room. So we'll see how we do this time around. But uh, you, you know, it, it's interesting you say that, though, because when I do my screen printing classes, the very first thing I do after kind of introducing myself is here's the hardest part of class. Everybody gets to public speak and people fear public speaking more than death. <laughs> but so you're just going to coach from here. Tell me who you are, where you're from and why you're here in class. And and that gives me that gives me the groundwork for the next two days of of, of who to talk to and what to talk to them about. So yeah. I, I love that it was almost word for word what I say in class as well. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Well, all right. Well, we'll try it, Lori. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll start three hours that. early. That's right. <laughs> so if you're signed up for Start Here Academy, join Lori and I there about two, three hours early, and then we'll get to know each other. Yeah, bring cookies. It's bring like chocolate cookies. graduation. You're like, oh, man, they're only in the C's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yes, uh, as Lori said, if you bring chocolate chip cookies, we will move you to the front of the line. So that. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Aaron, do you have any more questions or are we going to. I think, I think we're good. I mean, we could be here all day with Lori and, oh, and I'm, I'm really excited for Lori's presentation. I know that it's going to be awesome. I know you're going to work on it, but with your improv skills too, you could just show up and do it tomorrow. So I'm not really worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> just keep saying yes. Yep. Um, <laughs> so <Damn>. Lori, <laughs> tell people where they can find you, how they connect, uh, excuse me, how they can connect with you. Okay, I'm old. There's a lot of gray hairs up here, so I'm not that super social media. But if you go to uh, engraving.pro, I guess www.engraving.pro. Oh, look at that. It's on the screen. That's nice. Uh, it will probably link you to my Facebook page, and you can just sort of see some of the cool stuff that I've done over time. Really cool And stuff. Lori at engraving.pro is the email address. What okay. else? You can look me up. Champagne Engraving is the name of the uh, company, and I'm located Perfect. in the Metro Detroit area. That's awesome. And then, I appointment uh, Jan only. <laughs> <laughs> Jan asked, uh, Lori, will you be at GPX Long Beach? Okay, so Reagan hasn't told me I will be there or I won't. However, <laughs> my mother would appreciate it because she's in San Diego. That's why I'm heading out there. So I don't have a definite yay or nay on that yet. But it, it's efforting. Efforting is happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you just can't say no to Southern California. It's just it's just a beautiful time out there always. And yeah. where all my friends are and stuff. Not that I don't have friends here. <laughs> good point. Very good point. Awesome. Hey, Lori, thank you so much for uh, all of your time here today, all the great information. If you want to hear more from Lori, uh, make sure that you join us over there at the Start Here Academy. It is happening on June 14th, so the day before GPX Indianapolis opens up. Um, if you will go to osg.link forward slash SHA. Uh, that'll give you all the information. You can register. It's completely free. Uh, no charge to attend this amazing event. And um, I maybe speaking out of turn, but I think they might even feed us. Uh, it's it's too good to be true almost, <laughs> it feels like, but it, it really is true. So. <laughs> and also um, the GPX has put up videos that I've done, just little uh, tricks and tips for engraving and for your shop. So oh, look awesome. on their website too. 
All right. Well, we'll try to get that into our show notes as well. So that's great. Thank you, Lori. Lori, really appreciate the time. Thank you so much for being here this with us fun. today. Thanks, guys. I'll, I'll <laughs> see you in June. Thanks, Lori. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good deal. Terry, that was fun. And man, just like watching the comments and all of the, you know, that's great. All the gold nuggets. Um, this is why I love what we do, Terry. This is, uh, it gets me pretty darn excited. <laughs> and uh, and uh, new faces, new voices uh, on the show as well. Because as we knock on the door of 500. Yeah, that's true. I think this is 497, if I remember correctly. So sometime uh, before before GPX uh, Start Here Academy there, um, we will have had our 500th episode. So uh, stay tuned coming up. We're excited about that. Uh, Terry, you just had your calendar held up there. Where, where does the big book of travel say you're going to be? Terry's big book of travel. I am going to be uh, right here in Phoenix on June 3rd and 4th at Workhorse Products doing my complete screen printing business course. I'm going to be doing that same class the following weekend in Chicago. I will be at Atlas Screen Supply uh, up in Schiller Park, right by the airport in Chicago, uh, June 10th and 11th. And all my upcoming events, you can find at terrycombs.com. I see Eric is feverishly adding to his uh, outline. I wish people could see this as we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Well, I'll just quickly share. I, I Fortunately, I'm done traveling for just a little bit, so that's good. Nice. I get to take a breather and uh, and get settled back in uh, before I'm back on the road again in, uh, in June. So um, right now I'm working on the Mastermind program, the uh, Masters of Success Plus. Uh, so if you want to check that out, if you're somebody that wants to uh, build a community, have have maybe you've got a community and you'd like to add a little extra to it to uh, really bring some accountability, some uh, just group support. Uh, the power of mastermind to me is like just incredibly invaluable. So um, if you'll head over to MOSmasterminds.com, you can check that out. Uh, the other thing that I'm working on that uh, I'd like to share is I've got Skills USA coming up uh, right after, the week after uh, we'll be out in Indianapolis. So you, if you are going to be in the Atlanta area, would like to help support. Uh, Lori talked about how uh, supporting young people was a big cause for her. It's also for me. And uh, this is an opportunity to support those young people. Uh, go check out skillsusa.org to see what it's all about. But um, I'm in charge of the sublimation competition and uh, could always use any help and support prizes, uh, donations of equipment and supplies to use. Um, already have gotten a great response from some folks. Epson's stepped up. We've got stalls stepping up, uh, talking to some other folks. Artispree has stepped up. So already got some uh, Caesar uh, and, and got some judges uh, already ready to help. So definitely getting a lot of help, but we can always use more. So uh, just reach out to me, uh, Aaron at tworegularguys.com. And uh, we, we can talk about how you might be able to support the uh, sublimation competition and, and anything else going on over at Skills. I think it's a fantastic organization. So um, that's what's happening for me. Terry, uh, I think uh, we're ready. What, what's uh, Eric got happened to? Uh, Eric, uh, I, are you done, Eric? Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> today's take up is, uh, <laughs> pardon me, episode number 150. All about stock embroidery fonts and assets. I, I don't know if they do Comic Sans as one of the fonts, but apparently <laughs> don't. Uh, <laughs> there will not be any Comic Sans. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> Knowing Eric. <laughs> but it's, uh, it says uh, we'll talk about what they are, aren't, can do, and can't. Head over to Eric Campbell, Eric with an H, 
uh, ericcampbell.com and click on the take up tab at the top of it and uh, join live at 2.30 Mountain Standard, no, Mountain Daylight Time, because I'm in Mountain Standard. Anyway, <laughs> it's an hour behind Aaron in Central yeah. Time. It's, it's <laughs> just say 3.30 Center of the Universe Time. Everybody gets it. <laughs> <laughs> 1.30 here where we don't do Daylight Savings Time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 4.30 here, if you're Eric on the East yeah, definitely check that out, ericcampbell.com. One more quick thing about Eric. Uh, if you'll uh, jump right over to uh, either, um, if you go to ericcampbell.com, you can also find where we do the half, which uh, happens right here after this program. And uh, Eric and I will be back together for the half. We've done a couple of solo episodes and other things like that. But uh, Eric and I will finally be back together today to do the take up. Um, Terry, we do a little recap of what we talked You're about. You're probably going to be doing the half, but. Yeah. Well, when it's just one of us, it's the quarter, but you know, it, it's, it's yeah. odd. But. No, you, you said we're, we're going to be doing the take up. <laughs> I just was reading the take up. That's why. Okay. All right. <laughs> so editor, go ahead. No, um, we're not going to fix that. That's the way too regular guys go. So it's called the half. All of the listeners about yeah, yeah, everything they, that we're it. talking you, about. <laughs> come find us, go over to liveosg.com. That'll take you to the YouTube page, or you can find it over at our success group pro on Facebook and, and they'll be streaming live from there in about a half hour from now. So I'm looking forward to seeing you guys over there and to chat a little bit more. All right, Terry. Well, I think we've done it. I think we've come to the close of another show. Thanks again so much to Lori Champagne for joining us today and uh, all of the wonderful information. I, again, I'm, I'm super excited to get to meet her face to face out there in Indianapolis. So please come join us out there at osg.link forward slash SHA start here Academy. And uh, yeah, I, I appreciate Lori's time today, Terry. Absolutely. We also want to thank our show producer, Eric Campbell and for all the sitting in you did over the past uh, several yeah. weeks as well. Producer, <laughs> co-host, manager. Yeah. All <laughs> Thanks, Eric. We uh, certainly appreciate everything you do for the show. Absolutely, Eric. Thank you so much. So, Terry, next week we've got a, a good friend of ours, Johnny Shell, who's formerly of uh, back in the SGIA days, but uh, now with a company called Keypoint Intelligence. And uh, he's going to be joining us to talk about the... Uh, 2021 to 2026 DTG and digital textile forecast. So every time we've had Johnny on, we've always learned so much and he's such a, yeah. a deep technical guy too. So you're going to get a lot of value out of uh, learning from Johnny next week. So I can't wait to welcome him back. We haven't had him since he's kind of been in this new role of his. So I'm excited to talk to him. Exactly right. Uh, we might have to reminisce a little bit because I'm trying to remember how many decades I've known Johnny. <laughs> Not years, decades. Decades. All right. All right. Well, we'll, we'll try to pin that down next week. So uh, join us back here at uh, 10 a.m. Central Time next week. Terry, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Me too as well. So until then, I'm Terry Combs. He's Aaron Montgomery. And that was the two regular guys. Here we go. We're out! <laughs> awesome. Thank you for listening to Two Regular Guys. Check out our website at tworegularguys.com. That's the number two, regularguys.com. You can also interact with us over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash tworegularguys, or send us a tweet, twitter.com slash tworegularguys. And we have a YouTube page. You can find all that from our website, tworegularguys.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to spending some time with you again next week.